Hello and welcome to another episode of The Life Hack Show, a series of interviews with exciting people who have built successful careers and businesses by taking action and getting more out of their day. Very much what we believe in here at Lifehack. My name is Carl Pauline and I am your host for this show. Today's guest is Lee Cockrell. Lee is the former executive vice president of operations for the Walt Disney World Resort. As the senior operating executive for 10 years, Lee led a team of 40,000 cast members and was responsible for the operations of 20 resort hotels, four theme parks, two water parks, a shopping and entertainment village, and the ESPN Sports and Recreation Complex, in addition to the ancillary operations which supported the number one vacation destination in the world. One of Lee's major and lasting legacies was the creation of the Disney Great Leader Strategies, which was used to train and develop the 7,000 leaders at Walt Disney World. Thank you, Lee, for joining us today. Thank you. Good to be with you. We're a long way apart. We are indeed, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah. before we get into the depth of this, could you just give us a little bit of background, particularly like where you started and, and how you got to that executive level? Yeah, well, I uh, I went into the Army after not doing very well in college because I'm not a very good student. So uh, I went in the Army, and uh, when I got out of the Army, I met a fellow. He was from the U.K., and he invited me to go to Washington, D.C. with him and get a job at the Washington Hilton Hotel, which was going to open on March 15th, 1965. So wow. I went along, and I ended up getting a job as a waiter. I was uh, 20 years old. And um, I had a great time. And next thing I know, about a year and a half later, I got promoted into a management training program. And I tell people the only reason is because I have a good attitude and my boss mm. promoted me. And so mm. I got a start. And then I worked for Hilton eight years in Washington, Chicago, the Waldorf Astoria in New York, Los Angeles. And then I joined Marriott Hotels mm -hmm. and stayed with them 17 years. I became the vice president of food and beverage operations, uh, uh, planning for the hotel division division worldwide and um, that worked out well then I got recruited by Disney to go to France and open Disneyland Paris which wow. my wife thought was the best idea in the world to go to France <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, we stayed there three years I opened that and then I came back to Orlando and I was put in charge of uh, all operations at the Walt Disney World Resort and did that for 13 years and then mm -hmm. I retired and now I write books and speak and take naps <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. yes very <laughs> important <laughs> So, so it looks like you spent quite a long time in the hospitality industry, as you know, just to give it a, a kind of label. What is it that drew, drew you into that? I mean, did you have any other ideas when after you left the military at the army, or did you just have an open mind and just fell in love with the industry? I was young and immature. I had no ideas. I just, <laughs> I was lucky, happy to have a job. I got a job, was having fun, mm -hmm. going out every night. And mm -hmm. I met a lot of great people because when you're in the hospitality business, people are from everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, every country in the world you get to be friends with. And mm -hmm. so I just liked it. I didn't yeah. have any other thoughts. I just kept doing it. And the mm -hmm. uh, next thing I knew, 40 years went by. <laughs> so well, yeah. it was, uh, it was fun. And mm -hmm. I, you know, it's a very hectic business. It's different every day. Uh, the customers can be demanding, but mm. I enjoyed it and yeah. uh, at my wife in a hotel that I worked in. So mm -hmm. uh, it all worked out. But mm. no, I had no other goal. I didn't. I, I was really a young kid. I didn't know. I didn't know about anything. I just mm. went with the flow. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think was like 
one of the most important or some of the most important lessons you learned in the hospitality industry you know in terms well, of like how you've developed your life from that yeah i think you've got to, you got to really think on your feet so you get the you get challenged every day with uh, uh, guests and customers who uh, have problems and you have to solve them and keep a smile on your face and mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> stay cool and calm and and I also learned, I think, working for three great companies, Hilton, Marriott, and Disney. I mean, you, you, we talked about standards earlier. That's mm. There are standards. Are. There's a Disney way to do things. That's the way you do it. <laughs> and, uh, yes. and that's how you get consistency. So I learned a lot of maybe management principles of why it's important to have uh, uh, clear, clear, I guess is the right word, clear mm. standards, operating guidelines, uh, clarity of expectations, and mm -hmm. then... Uh, uh, that was good for me. I I do like discipline. I do like it to be organized. I, mm -hmm. So that that fell right into my lap, and that's, yeah. so, that's why that's why I started teaching time management over the years. Right, because yeah. it's about organizing yourself, getting mm -hmm. things done, setting mm -hmm. priorities, uh, working with other people. It's really mm -hmm. the same thing. And it so, is. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember my because as we were talking before we started recording, I. I started in the hotel industry. One of the one of the enduring memories I have is my first general manager. Every morning when he would walk in, he he wouldn't go straight to his office. He would walk down the hall with his finger on the the, the banister, if you like, and he always did it in front of the front of house cleaner. And she loved it because she would start. I mean, I think her start time was probably seven a.m., but she was there at six thirty, and that was the first thing she did. She'd wipe <laughs> them down. Because she knew he would come in and that's the first thing he would do. And he always did it with a smile on his face. And that's in a strong message. Hey, oh, it did. Detail, it did. Details are important. It was, absolutely. And it, and it stuck in my head thinking leadership is, you know, because he did it with a smile on his face. You know, he would say, I haven't caught you out yet, but I'm going to catch you. <laughs> so it was all done in, it wasn't done like I'm the boss and you're, you've are you got to get this right. It was done in a very friendly way. and But it, it really kind of gave the, the front of house cleaner, like, some kind of motivation every morning when she came in, she said, he's not going to catch me out. <laughs> yeah, she was proud of herself. Oh, she was, right. yes. It was yeah. it was fantastic, you're right. And I, again, when you mentioned about the time management, um, I did six months night management and we had nine hours to turn round the hotel, basically, so that it's ready for the start of the next day. And yeah, I think I was introduced to time management at that point because, yeah, most days, nine hours was enough. But if you had to set up 12 meeting rooms, clean down from Christmas parties or whatever, you had to be good with your time. And that's a difficult shift. Being it is. That all night shift. Yeah, oh, it really yeah. is. I enjoyed it, though. It was good fun. <laughs> so you've written a, a numerous books. You've written quite a lot of books. Um, seems that a lot of what you've learned while you were at Disney and in particular, the creating magic. Uh, but in that book, you said one of the favorite quotes that I've I'm actually, it's not the magic that makes it work. It's the way we work that makes it I, magic. <laughs> and I that's something I've just been thinking about for the last week or so. It's like, yeah. But could you just expand that a little bit and, and in, in terms of how you mean meant that? Well, somebody asks me sometimes, they'll say, what what is magic? And I say, it's when nobody can figure out how you do it. And uh, really, it's about attention to detail, high expectations, uh, hiring the right people, training them properly and attitude and performance and uh, skills, and then treating them right. And I say mm -hmm. the key is hire them right, train them right, and treat them right, and, uh, and have it with high expectations and uh, tr 
managing people with empathy and discipline and creating this environment and culture where they're excited to come to work, they feel like they matter, uh, and all of a sudden their performance is amazing uh, mm -hmm. because they're happy and they feel like they're trusted and included and involved and listened to, and then the customer gets magical service. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's yeah. uh, it's just a matter of uh, you know details. Yeah. Everything matters. That's what I tell people. If you want magic, everything matters. Mm -hmm. You got to be really uh, on top of very little detail. Right. So yeah. that's uh, kind of how we think about it. And then the right. guests, the guests create the. They say it's magic. Right. We yeah. don't say that. They do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It reminds me actually of something that Richard Branson always talks about. You know, the Virgin Group. They say focus on the employees because they are the customer facing and they are the ones who deliver the experience. If they're unhappy, your customers will be unhappy. Yeah, Richard's amazing. I, yeah. He, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, got a lot of business <laughs> interests around the world. He's amazing. Mm. He said, mm. you know, I heard him say, just get up in the morning and go do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't have meetings. Just get with the work. Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so a lot of it then is at Disney, is it like empowering people to be able to make their, you know, to bring their personality into it? Yeah, I think the key is, number one, hire the right people. So we're very careful about interviewing and checking them out and seeing what uh, if they have that kind of spirit and they are uh, have discipline, they'll come to work on time. And uh, mm -hmm. and uh, so getting the right people and then making sure they're trained well so they mm -hmm. can do the job and they feel comfortable doing the job and their performance in front of the customer is really great. And then, you know, treating people right. And then they, uh, it's just, uh, that's, it's really that simple. And I say any company can do it. Be more careful who you hire. Uh, uh, be very clear about your standards and your expectations for performance. As we say, you know, train them and then enforce it. Uh, mm -hmm. Follow your own standards. A lot of companies don't. Mm -hmm. And then treat people as human beings and um, help them get through life. And uh, mm -hmm. they'll do just about anything for you. And mm -hmm. uh, I think it's so simple that people can't remember how to do it. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. treating people badly, there's no upside to that. I tell people, if you think there is, try it on your wife. Mm -hmm. It won't work. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> yeah, I know um, what you mean. Yeah. 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 So you've got a, you've written a book on time management called Time Management Magic. I can see it in the background, actually, Time Management Magic. Uh, yeah. um, uh, so in your experience, how important has time management been in your career? Because I'm guessing when you first started, as you say, it's a, I just wandered into the job and started waiting tables. But there must have come a point where you went, wait a minute, I need to sort this out. Yeah, I think in life what happens is, you know, you're a young kid, you're a student, and you, you got not too much to be responsible for. Next thing you know, you might get married and then you might have kids and then you got a job and you got a soccer game and your mother-in-law is coming in Saturday and your boss wants and it just keeps growing. And that's why people end up with a lot of anxiety. They can't handle everything coming at them. And so I was already a disciplined person. I mean, I was pretty reliable. I, mm. I got home on time for dinner. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. my brother didn't. And um, so I was already, but as the, as the responsibilities kept getting larger and more varied, I had trouble keeping up which one to do, how to do it. Uh, I didn't know how to delegate to other people and, and trust them. And so uh, I went to a time management course about 1981, and it was amazing. I learned mm -hmm. these principles about when you get up in the morning, sit down and think about what you're going to do for the next 12 hours, mm -hmm. uh, think about tomorrow, think about next week, uh, uh, start thinking ahead further. What should you be working on right now that won't pay off till later? Mm -hmm. uh, what should you be doing right now for Christmas, even mm -hmm. though it's far away? Mm -hmm. Your health, uh, your 
everything, think about those responsibilities you have and ask yourself, are you putting the right amount of time against them mm-hmm. so that you don't have disappointments and regrets later mm-hmm. on? Wish you had done them. Yeah. And, um, and so I, that's that course really changed the direction of my career. I got yeah. to be like super uh, disciplined and right. uh, reliable, incredible, and keeping my promises. And uh, then I started writing about it mm-hmm. and teaching it to everybody else at Hilton and Marriott and Disney. And because it's the one thing they, they don't teach it in school usually. No, they don't. And then they don't teach it in college. And then the people get overwhelmed mm-hmm. uh, and they just don't know how to do things. And it's a, it becomes a mental problem. Like you, you're, you don't believe in yourself. You, you you can't handle more responsibility, and it just goes on and on and on and on. And it affects your sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, you're worried about this and that. So it's a. I think it's probably the most important thing is to learn how to keep your life under control. Right. That's what it's about. How do you keep mm-hmm. your life under control? Not your time, but mm-hmm. so that you do the right things at the right time, and you're thinking about them. And 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 because uh, most of the problems in your life you create. You know, I mean, I always ask <laughs> yeah. people, ask yourself one question every time you have a problem. Is it your fault? <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> and uh, we, we, yeah. And yeah. again, it's system, systems. There's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And you can learn it. It's mm-hmm. just like any course. Mm-hmm. You can learn history. You can learn math. You can learn how to be organized by taking a course, reading, understanding other people who've learned how to do it. I'm sure Richard Branson is quite organized. He he's well, he's written a lot. Me. He's written a lot about it actually on his blog. He writes a blog on the virgin.com website and he's written so many articles on time management, planning, goal setting. Um, so you're right. He, he, he knows how important it is. And most people who get a lot done in the bill, bill Marriott kept a little pad in his shirt pocket mm. and he was always writing mm. it down, you know, yeah. and following up. And, mm. and those kind of people have some kind of system mm-hmm. that helps them st- some people today use their phone, some use a day planner, some, I don't know, but they have the technique to think, mm. sit down and think about it, plan it, prioritize it, get it done, mm. take it off. Yeah. <laughs> now, I saw you doing a uh, a talk. It wasn't a TED talk. I think it was to a military academy. And yeah. I think it was a 15 minute talk you did. Um, but you pulled out of your back pocket <laughs> a planner, a day planner. You're still using that. Right I think that, there. yes, you are. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's the same. Uh, you know, you got to, you can't remember everything. Nope. And you got to learn to, mm-hmm. when you make a commitment, mm-hmm. to write it down and follow up. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's more important than setting a good example and being trusted, you know, really in life, trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, so you just get in that, you, you learn to work a different way than you work now by uh, learning. You yeah. take a course, you learn about it, you start practicing it. And then you see the results, which causes you to want to keep doing it because uh, you're more relaxed. Uh, mm-hmm. You uh, don't have so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't worry. You don't wake up in the middle of the night and can't sleep because <laughs> you're thinking about something you forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. So, well, you mentioned I, there that Bill, Bill, the, Bill Marriott. The, Bill Marriott always had a notebook. I remember now one of my another for one of my early careers, I was selling cars. Um, and um, this was after the hotel industry. Um, but my general manager there always had a A4 leather-bound day planner on his desk, but he'd also have a reporter's notebook with him. Now, this is before we had computers on our desks. I mean, this yeah. is like the early, ni- mid-1990s, I would say. Yeah. And uh, whenever he was in a meeting with his leadership team, if he asked somebody to do something and they said, yes, I'll do that by Friday, pick up his pen, and they would see him writing it down. 
Absolutely. You knew he would never forget, and he never did. That's exactly the right, uh, uh, being the right role model. Uh, You're teaching when you do that. I was so inspired by that. I mean, I think that has had a huge impact on my life because I did go out. I drove to the other side of the country. Now, being from the UK, the other side of the country is nothing like the America. This is probably... (laughs) I think it was maybe a three-hour drive to the only place or the nearest place that I could buy the same A4 day planner. And ah. I remember going over the Pennines because I come from Yorkshire, so I went over the Pennines to get this planner and then drove back. And I used that for about five or six years. And then I was introduced to Franklin Planner and I used that until the iPhone came out. So um, that it's been a big part of my life, write everything down. So that must have been the most important drive you ever took. <laughs> I would probably looking back now yes at the time it was like everyone said that's just stupid you could just go and get a day planner from a local shop but looking back now I think you're right it was probably one of the most important drives I've ever done yeah um, because exactly. of the results that came from that yeah exactly just uh, you know one little decision can change your life yeah yeah you're absolutely right it's um it's surprising though how time management you're right is not taught in schools and yet it's there's two things i think they should be taught in schools financial management and time management exactly mm. exactly the two things that get people in trouble absolutely um, yeah um i wish we did teach those in in schools but sadly not yet maybe in the future we will but not yet um so another thing i i came across um was you you have a time management course uh, through your website and um you have a, I think the first lesson on your website is in one of the blog posts that you have. And in there, you talk about the foundations of a vibrant, energetic day. And I think you've covered some a little bit earlier, but if I remember correctly, there's maybe three things that you really need to prioritize. Because one of the things, because I, I I coach time management and productivity, but one of the things that when I get people come to me, it's like, I've got all this mess, which is generally work-related, and then when I, when I sort that bit out and I'm scratching underneath, I'm going, what about your health? What about this? What about that? And you, I think you put it in a perfect way when you mentioned it in that course. Could you just elaborate on that? Those, I think it's three things that are really important in your time management. Yeah, I think when you pull back and think about your life, uh, that are, you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that you absolutely uh, are a priority that you should do. And when I was at Disney, I kind of focused on hiring the right people, training them. Um, uh, making sure we had a good culture, treating them right. And every day at five o'clock, I went to the gym and worked out before I went home. That was my day pretty much every day. When I retired, my wife told me, I have, she said, I have three more things for you. Now you're retired. She said, number one, take care of yourself so you can take care of us. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you think about that, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your team, your company, your business. Mm-hmm. And she said, number two, take care of your family. Number mm-hmm. three, take care of your business. And if you have any time off, any time left over, then I'll let you go play golf. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when you think about it, what is more important than taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Getting enough sleep. The number one reason people procrastinate is they don't feel well. Mm-hmm. You get up, you don't feel good. You kind of sit on the couch. You eat too much. You uh, Next thing mm-hmm. you know... You get overweight and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And sleep is one of those critical things that uh, most people don't get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And most people probably are 50% productive because they just don't feel like it. And Mm -hmm. so I think a lot about that. Watching your diet. You don't have to eat three meatballs after dinner, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, you uh, and um, and, uh, so an exercise. My wife and I have a trainer. We exercise uh, several times a week with him and we stay in fit and 
You know, I, I weigh exactly what I weighed when I was 55 years ago mm-hmm. because I want to. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to I'm about to turn 79 years old and I have more energy than anybody. Mm-hmm. Because if you do the right things, it works out. If you do mm-hmm. the wrong and you got to I schedule my workout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <clears throat> schedule the things that are important to you. And that's how time management plays out is think about what's important and make sure you're doing it. And mm-hmm. uh your health is number one. I don't care what, what and then your family, mm-hmm. and then your business. Mm-hmm. If you get those three right, and you're healthy, and you're happy, you know, mm-hmm. you got to learn to say no. You can't do everything. That that's true. That is true. But that that's where it comes down to the prioritization. It's like um, uh, it's a bit of a, a worn out um, example that people give now. But it's the why do you put your ox- your oxygen mask on first in an airplane before the kids? Exactly. Because you're completely useless to your kids if you're unconscious. And, you know, even if you don't die, if you don't feel good, you're kind of useless. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. anyone could do the test. They could just, you know, just give yourselves two hours of sleep tonight and see how your productivity is tomorrow. <laughs> absolutely. And sometimes people have trouble sleeping. As I get older, I have trouble sleeping. So I go to bed and I uh, earlier so that I spend enough time in bed to get the seven or eight hours, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in bed too long, maybe, but I still get it. In yeah, peace. So you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And if you need a nutritionist, or you need a, a trainer, or you need a doctor, mm-hmm. get on this before you have regrets that you yeah. wish you had. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, and the thing, the thing I've learned is because I'm in my fifties now. But the thing I learned in my twenties, I believed I was indestructible, so I was, you know, <laughs> going out with the going out with the lads, drinking, smoking, doing all the things that we're not supposed to do. I think it was around about 35 when I discovered that hangovers no longer a half a day. They're actually three days. And that's that put a stop to me drinking heavily after that. I'll still drink socially, but I'm not I will not be going out on, as we call it in England, sessions anymore. I I don't do that anymore. And the UK, they play hard. (laughs) (laughs) It was then. Yes. Um, But then I think once you get to I think there seems to be like phases in life that you go through you do, in your 20s i was lucky it was before facebook so um <laughs> all, everything that i did in those days is you know for long forgotten now but you know when you get to your 30s you, the aches and pains probably start the hangovers last longer so you it's like a warning to say okay you've had your fun time to start getting serious about your health now but you're right i think if you do want to have a long happy successful career in anything you've got to take care of your health i you know, I know we've just sadly lost the Queen Elizabeth in the UK, but last year we lost a, a husband as well, Prince Philip, and right. he retired when he was 97. And then when he retired, he went to a farm on one of the royal estates and worked to the farm for the last two years of his life because he never really retired. He retired from public duty. That was basically it. But I was really curious about how did he and, and the Queen, I mean, how did they stay so active into their 90s, well into their 90s? exercise every day uh duke of edinburgh did it every single day from from around about the second world war when he was introduced to a specific type of exercise and he just continued with it and the queen walking every day that was her thing she would be walking every single day and you know the power of you know movement taking care of your diet and i think something else is probably what you're doing now as you say when you retired from from disney you started your own business (laughs) So um, you got to feed your brain too. Yeah. So would you say you're now busier than you were when you were at Disney? 
I'm very busy, but I love what I'm doing. You know, I kind of moved from being this manager, boss kind of person to I now consider myself a teacher, which I love because Mm -hmm. I get so much satisfaction out of it because people appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And so I tell everybody we need less bosses and more teachers because Mm -hmm. when you teach, you also learn. You're a student and a teacher every day, every day. And when you have that, I, that, uh, that belief, you make a huge difference for yourself and for other people. I mean, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Just that shift in how you think. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is true. So in, in the introduction to your time management book, you say you, as in you had to become a time management expert first as a means of survival, then as a way to help others make better use of their time. So at what point did that penny drop in your career? I was about, uh, oh, let's see, about 33, 34, 35 years old, and my responsibilities were growing rapidly because I was getting mm-hmm. bigger jobs, and I have a wife, and I have a child, and uh, it, everything was just uh, kind of piling on, and I was getting stressed out because I was working way too many hours. I was working on Saturday, Sunday, coming in early, staying late, and it was it was not good for my marriage. My wife wasn't happy about that. I didn't see my son as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And my boss uh, said, we're going to take a time management seminar. I thought that was a terrible idea. I said, oh, well, I don't have time for this. I get too much. Right. And it turned out to be, I was forced to go. It was mm-hmm. a two-day seminar. And I learned, like, the light came on. And mm-hmm. I said, boy, I wish I'd have known this. You know, just, mm-hmm. you know, the things you don't know is unbelievable. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. every day I realize how much I don't know. Mm. And yeah. every time I learn something, I go, why? Why did I know that? Mm. But this is one that, uh, and actually time management even helps you learn quicker. Because now, and you got a phone, you got uh, Mr. Google, you want to look things up, you can learn, learn, learn. Mm. And that's, that just, uh, boy, that was right. That, that was the right recipe for me in my life. I mean, man, I love this system. I got myself mm. the planner. I started doing it <laughs> because I went to the seminar and I did exactly what he said. Right. A lot of people go to school and they don't follow up. They don't do it. They just yeah. learn. If you yeah. learn without doing, you're hey, it's yeah. it's kind of a waste of time. <laughs> it is. It is. I I think um, it was Tony Robbins actually who says that you know the statistics are something like um, if you just go and sit in a seminar and don't take notes, you'll remember about five percent. If you take notes, um, you're going to learn about forty percent. If you take notes and participate, you're going to learn sixty percent. And, you know, and I think the next step, if you want to actually learn the 100%, they say then you've got to take action immediately after the seminar or the workshop. I agree with that 100%. Because if you don't start right away, you get back to your old ways. Life takes over again. Life takes control. And next thing you know, you don't even remember what course you took. I mean, you got to practice, you know, practice, practice, practice. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's it's just amazing. So, so you did this time management course when you were around about thirty, 30 between thirty and thirty-five. At what stage of your career were you at that point? I was a, a, a vice president with uh, Marriott, mm-hmm. running food and beverage operations for half of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And it was just I had a boss that wanted more and more and more. Mm-hmm. I had a wife that wanted me to go home, and mm-hmm. I had a child. I had to go to his football games and. And uh, it was just, uh, and I'm also kind of a control freak. So I want to mm-hmm. do everything myself because I don't mm-hmm. trust anybody. And uh, I have this fear of failure. So I want to look good. And, mm-hmm. and it was just, I was getting just pulled into this dark place. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, uh, 
there's a point in your life where you kind of go over the edge. It's more than you can handle. Right. And, right. Uh, unless you get a new tool, hmm. you know, you know, I don't need a shovel anymore. I need a, a, a bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the time management course was, uh, was exactly that. And it hmm. gave me that extra tool to, okay, now I can handle the work. Right. And then I just, and when you start doing it, you get better. You, you hmm. improve the system yourself because right. you, you learn all your little tricks and, and setting so you your have processes. Mm. Yeah, you learn your own processes and you mm. develop it better. And then I wrote the book because mm. I had everybody I worked with had the same problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we it made the people better, which made the company better, which made the mm -hmm. guest experience better. So yeah. it's all it just builds on top of itself. It does. Yeah. So normally with time management, we it's kind of like, okay, you've got to back off some of all this stuff that you're doing. And that's why I asked you, you know, at what point in your career were you? Because it's like back off some of all this work that you're doing, and yet your career still continued rising. So well, I, I think a lot of people's fired. <laughs> yeah, right. But I think a lot of people's fear of is like, no, I've got to do everything because I want to get promoted. And yet I think, well, no, 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 no. Because if you're going to be doing everything, you're going to be doing it at sub-performance level. Absolutely. And if you can just get rid of the stuff that you've got people who are better than you doing, like hand it over, and then you can focus on where your talents are. That's how you can exponentially improve your career path. Absolutely. Teaching people and then delegating to them and letting them do it because they're better is like one of the best time management systems in the world. Yeah. Uh, trusting other people. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were at one point managing 40,000 people. So uh, I think you should know, know one or two things about that. Yeah. And I had uh, my direct reports were great and they took mm. care of things. Mm. If you hire people that are not great, you have to get involved. If you mm. hire experts and people who really know what they're doing, you don't have to get involved so much. They right. take care of it. Yeah. So absolutely. It's yeah. a simple lesson. Mm. If you're having problems, again, I'll say it is it your fault? You got the wrong people. You didn't train them. You didn't hold them accountable. You don't have high expectations. Is it your fault? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was my fault back in those mm -hmm. days. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't know. To, I didn't know how to do it. Mm. Yeah. So it's like taking responsibility for the things that are going on in your life and saying, "No, I'm taking control of this. What do I need to do to make it better?" Yeah. I mean, if you feel bad, get a trainer and start exercising. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you if you're not in good health, it's a lot of it's your fault. Mm -hmm. It yeah. is um, lifestyle. It's one of the things I actually wrote about a while ago, well, a few weeks ago, months ago, was like our convenient lifestyles today has eroded our self-discipline because everything oh. is now too easy. And it's oh, I, it, it's something that the great thing about self-discipline is it's like a muscle. The more you train it, the stronger it becomes. And you mentioned earlier that you've got that self-discipline. Did that? Have you always had that? Or is that something that, perhaps you picked up in the military because i know in the army that's one of the first things they teach is self-discipline yeah i think i was i had a fair amount of self-discipline which may be out of fear of doing things you know but i yeah i learned a lot in the military there's one way to do it and that's the way we do it and you mm -hmm. do it on time and you do it right and you're not late and and yeah and it's progressive as you yeah. see the value of self-discipline you kind of want more of it yeah, it's kind of uh, intriguing to do things. The other problem is people don't want to do the hard things, and the hard things are what gets you through life. You know, oh. people don't want to 
sit down and have a hard conversation with somebody not performing. Mm-hmm. But people don't want to exercise because it's hard. It people is. don't want to, you want to go back for more food because it's hard to say no. You want to <laughs> drink a whole bottle of wine because it's hard to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. if you got if you don't do the hard things, life gets even harder. And uh, so that's how I think about it. If I don't do this, what's going to happen? Yeah. What's the consequence? Pushes me. And I think it's ability to anticipate what will happen if you don't do something. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of what Jim Rohn used to say, which is you've always have you have every day you have the choice of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Regret is horrible. It is. The pain of discipline is like 10 seconds. Because once you get started, it's easy. But the pain of regret is just, it really starts to weigh you down and gets worse and worse and worse over the years. Well, and somebody said it's hard to exercise and it's hard to be overweight. Pick your heart. Pick yeah, which pick heart, your heart. you like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so mm. so you, you work with clients now, like in, in terms of like teaching, consulting kind of work now? I do. Just really all over the world. It's been great because I get to mm-hmm. travel uh-huh. and uh, I meet such great people. I mean, I meet the nicest people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got the same problems around the mm-hmm. world. They need good people. They need to train them. They need to keep them. I mean, but without your people, you're you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I don't care what country you're in. It's the same issue. Yeah, uh, it is. How we treat people, how we respect them, include mm-hmm. them, involve them, listen to them. Uh, and make them yeah appreciate them mm-hmm. yeah. so uh, it's a good business i tell people to be nice to people and they pay me for that there you go <laughs> <laughs> train so, your people they pay me for that yes well you you have another book out there and i can see that behind you as well called career magic and i was really curious about that one because we're, we're going through a period of like huge change in the workforce today um but what advice would you give to somebody or anybody embarking on a career in business and ultimately perhaps leadership today i think like you and i both know uh, get experience mm-hmm. go do something and mm-hmm. be the best at it be the, mm-hmm. if you clean bathrooms be the best bathroom cleaner the world has ever seen mm-hmm. and next thing you know you'll get promoted to be in charge of the bathroom cleaners and then you'll be you keep it's i think there's three things education experience and exposure and mm-hmm. i think experience is the mba of life experience because right. what Education, you don't, can't remember half the stuff you learned in school. Experience, <laughs> you never forget. Experience. Right. Mm. And then exposure to the world. Living in Korea, traveling to the Middle East, uh, know, knowing people from all backs, walls, cultures, uh, appreciating people. I mean, because if you don't get exposure, you don't understand. You do yeah. not understand. Mm. And, and a lot of people are afraid to travel. They don't want to go here. Those people are a problem. That religion's a problem. But mm-hmm. I mean, this is because you don't have experience and exposure. Right. Because when you get experience, those those feelings go away. They exactly. have to, they, they mm-hmm. can't stay with you once you have experience and exposure. So I tell yeah. I really, and we've done that with our son, our grandkids. They we make sure, I mean, they it's it's a big part of our education is experience doing the work because then when you're in charge one day everybody knows that you know you've done it you've been there you've been on the you've mopped the floors you've oh yeah you can't take that away and it builds your self-confidence it does does i know what i'm doing and people know you know what you're doing so that's how i think about it is it it's progressive Uh, it doesn't matter what you do pick anything you want to do and just be better than everybody else Better attitude, better work, better reliability, flexibility, 
and you'll just keep getting, you will get promoted. I guarantee you, because mm. most people are not trying. No, you just so, reminded me as, because uh, of my, my hotel experience with Forte, uh, Lord Forte, who founded the company, he, he, before his son was allowed to go into the management team, he had to spend six months in every single department in a hotel. So he did dishwashing, room cleaning, front of house cleaning, bar work, restaurant work, back of house. He did everything. And, but he said, it's your education. And then he did four years uh, working at the lowest of the low in each department so that he, when, when he eventually became CEO, he fully understood the staff and what they were having to go through. Um, exactly. I believe that more yeah. than anything. Mm -hmm. Go to the lowest level possible, do the work, find out what's going on. And then you just keep coming up and every, you will make better decisions. Mm -hmm. You will, uh, I mean, uh, your judgment will get better. Mm -hmm. uh, your understanding of people from all walks of life, will, you'll understand them because you mm -hmm. did it. I mm -hmm. mean, the, the, what you get is unbelievable when you it do is. things. Mm -hmm. Because you can never forget what you do. No, <laughs> you can only exactly. forget what you read yes. <laughs> when you actually put your hands on it. Yeah. You know, it's an uh, experience. It's it's amazing, and we yeah. got it. We need to have more education revolving around it, uh, experience. Mm -hmm. Yep. Students, yeah. even students, need to be probably going to school half time and working half time, working, learning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, just a couple more questions before we finish. But one of them, which we haven't jumped on yet, which I'm kind of interested in, is the importance of setting personal goals because you you've started essentially at the bottom. You've worked your way up to the top. But how important has been setting personal goals along your career? You know, for me, uh, I I didn't really, I wasn't wired that way to set goals. I My goal every day was to try to have the best attitude and be better than everybody else, ask questions, learn. My best goal was to try to think about when I left work every day, did I know more than I did when I came in? But I didn't, I never had a goal to be a vice president or to be a, a, a Disney World. or I just was wired to I'm, whatever job you give me, I'm going to do it better than everybody else. I'm, you're mm -hmm. going to appreciate me. I'm going to make your life better. Uh, and I, I, I think I was doing it for me, not for them. Right. You know, I want, I didn't want to fail. I wanted to be proud of what I did. I wanted people, I, I enjoyed people saying I was doing a good job. That made mm -hmm. me feel good. I still <laughs> like it. People ask me why I give speeches. I said, because people clap. When I play golf, nobody claps. So it was self-satisfaction. Now, my boss, he mm -hmm. started at Disney when he was 17, and his goal was to be president. Mm -hmm. he, he became the president. So right. his goal worked, you know. So I don't think all young people have these self-confidence and uh, belief in themselves that they can set goals. Right. I think one way is just perform. Mm -hmm. And then the goals arrive. <laughs> right. Goals you didn't know you had, uh, which is... Uh, Maybe it's not even goals. It's just you're satisfied with life. You have a good life. You make enough money. You have good relationships. It just happens mm. if you perform and if you're trustworthy and if you uh, uh, do what you say you're going to do and you get smarter every day. All of a sudden, something happens you could not even imagine. Mm -hmm. I mean, so like, values think, and like, attitude. Think about yourself. What are you mm. doing? That you, you, mm. When you were 20 years old, you're going, yeah. It just <laughs> yeah. happened. It did. Mm. But and, so then really it's values and attitude, isn't it? Having the right set of values, honesty, integrity, and having that attitude of each day I'm going to learn something and I'm going to be the best at what I do. Absolutely. And I think you hit the right word, attitude. Uh, it's probably more responsible for your success and happiness than anything else. 
and uh, it's yours. Mm. <laughs> Nobody can do it, but it's your attitude. Mm. And um, you and I really, I I I never did it for Hilton. I never did mm. it for Marriott or Disney. I did it for me. Mm. You know, I wanted to be proud. I wanted to people to say good things about me. You know, that's insecurity in a way. I wanted mm. to, I wanted to be somebody. Mm. I grew up on a farm too, and I mm. we were very poor, and I didn't want to be poor, and I didn't mm. want. I wanted to be uh, help other people, and you know, so it became. I never. I tell people I did the same. I worked the same way, no matter how much my salary was. Right. It didn't matter. That was nothing. That had mm -hmm. nothing to do with my performance. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was for me. I wanted to be mm -hmm. proud of me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's a, it's a it's a very healthy attitude to have because yeah. each day you actually have a purpose, which is you know, exactly. and that. Having a purpose is what gives us energy. Having no purpose, we have no energy. It, so. And that's part of the problem today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So the final question, which is our, we call it our signature question, uh, which is at Life Hack, we believe that life is nothing without the time to live it. What is one thing that you will regret if you're not investing enough time in it and why? Yeah, and I do. I think about it a lot, and I invest a lot of time in my family because my mother was married five times. Mm. I've been adopted twice. I got my name Cocker when I was 16, my husband number four adopting mm. me, and and I've been married 54 years, and mm. I have three grandkids that are 27, 24, and 21. Two of them are here right now. They came to visit us and spend a week because they we have that relationship, mm. and my comfort is fam my family, uh, mm. literally. I mean, you know, business is business, and that's all great, but nobody cares about your success in business. Hmm. I care about my success. It gives me uh, it gives me comfort. It gives me I sleep better because I have hmm. a great family. So we support each other, and hmm. that's I don't want to have any regrets that I hmm. wish I had spent more time with them. Or we we go to vacation together. We spend Christmas together. We travel together. We uh, so hmm. uh, and most people who get very rich and very successful and many of them end up with divorces and drug use mm. and uh, all kinds of problems. And I said, I don't need a lot of money. I just need enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not working. <laughs> I'm not trying to make gazillions. Of I just mm. need enough. Yeah. Not a, I don't need a lot. I just need enough mm. <laughs> to no, do absolutely. what I want to do. Yeah. And so that's for me is understanding that uh, life is short and regrets, as you said, many times regrets are really tough. Yeah, because you can't go back. You can't, you can't go back. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> you can always you can always get more money, but you can never get more time. I mean, I, it's exactly. I think when I woke up to that, that made me realize what was more important. Where yeah. am I spending my money. time? I don't really care where I'm spending my money as long as enough is going into savings because I can always get that back. But yeah. where am I spending my time? And you might not get your wife back if she leaves. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I I heard you, and again, in one of your talks where you mentioned about, you know, when you first get married, you say, I love you every day. And after maybe five years, you're probably saying once a week. After 10 years, it may be once a month. You know, after 50 years of marriage, it might be once a year. Um, but <laughs> so when I read that, when, when I heard that, I was going, hmm, I need to say it more often. <laughs> yeah, we do. We get in bad habits. Yeah, we, we get do. too comfortable. Yeah. We, and we don't realize we like it. And they like it and they yeah. want it and we all need it. We yeah. all need to be appreciated and loved and cared for. And we all need it, whether we, mm. we admit it or not. The meanest guy in the world is probably because somebody didn't hug him enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Absolutely. Yes.
So yeah. yeah. So it's uh, if you've got that realization, you you've arrived. You're mm. your mm. life will be well spent. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lee, for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you, and um, I'm sure we've got so much value for our listeners and viewers. So again, thank you so much. If you would like to learn more about time and life planning, then here at Lifehack, we have the perfect program. Our Life Planner program will teach many of the aspects we have discussed today and a lot more. Full details of this program are in the show notes below. Well, thanks again for joining us, and I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. <laughs>